and those of you at home, we welcome you. At this time, we're going to prepare to go straight into worship, and then we'll be right back. Come on and let's glorify the Lord. Come on, give God a praise.
If you believe it, give God a praise in this place. Set me on fire, set me on fire, oh 
Anybody broken in the room tonight? Come on, come on. Give God some real praise in this place. It's his power that's worketh in us. That strengthens us and equips us. And he's worthy of all the praise. Please remain standing. I'm going to ask my brother, Pastor Land, if he would come and open us with a word of prayer. in the name of Jesus. We thank you and praise you for another day. Father, we let you know that you are welcome here tonight. Father, we're looking and expecting a rhema word from Chaplain Lee. So, Father, you are welcome here today. Bring it. Father, we thank you and praise you for every individual that's here. Father, we thank you for new freedom. We thank you for all the mighty men and women that's coming out of here that's going to change the world. It's about kingdom business, and we on fire for Christ. In the matchless name of Jesus, amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, my brother. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Just a quick update reminding you that on July 1st, say July 1st, July 1st here at New Freedom, we will be having our baptismal service. Um, there's pamphlet a uh, page in the back where you can sign up if you want to be baptized if you haven't been baptized or if you have been baptized and want to do it again because you know that you need to do it that's just fine we will baptize you we baptize family members so if you are here visiting today we want to let you know that you're welcome to come we will baptize you we baptize in our pool in the foyer we turn the whole area in the lobby into a church and God gets the glory on that night. So July 1st, we're going to be having a good time in the Lord. And I just encourage you to be here and cheer those on. If you're not getting baptized, cheer those on that are getting baptized because they are confessing to the world what the Lord Jesus has done for them. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. So don't forget, sign up in the back. Also, um, July 22nd. That Saturday night, we are going to be blessed. We have coming from the Arizona Cardinals, the voice of the Cardinals. They might be bringing somebody else with them. I never know. Um, they regularly came into the prison, and every now and then they would bring one of the players with them. But Ron Wolfley and David Pesh, who are going to be here on that night to minister, not to talk about what the Cardinals are doing and what they're not doing. They're coming to talk about the goodness of Jesus. Amen. So we want you to come out and support that evening also. Many things coming down the line and we just thankful for what God is doing here at New Freedom Recovery Church. Amen. And some of you remember the uh, Youth Ablaze that was here on uh, two weeks ago. My brother, Pastor Ray Land, is going on tour with them starting next weekend. So we want to keep them in prayer. 
They are going to be going all over the uh, city and the state um, doing great things for the kingdom of God. Amen. Tonight, let's get to the word because we will be doing communion at the end of service tonight. So if you have your communion cups, you could hold them, you could put them down. We will get to that directly after the word. Amen. Amen. Um, I'll tell you what, one more time with a little Holy Ghost calisthenics. Let's just stand for a moment for the reading of God's word. The Bible says in the book of Judges, chapter 6, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Midian for seven years. Mm. Let's jump over into verse 6. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. God's going to get your attention one way or the other. Down on verse 11 it said, And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in Ephraim, that pertained unto Joaz and Abaraz, Bezerite, I'm sorry, and his son Gideon, threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. I'm going to stop right there, and I want to leave you with this thought tonight. Recognize who you are. recognize who you are. Father, we thank you again tonight for what you've done and what you're about to do. Speak to these, your people, through these lips. Speak with a clarity so that they hear thee and not me. Forever we'll give you the praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. As we recognize, these, Min these, these Minionites had permission to go and to basically plunder the Israelites. Just a little background that every time, because the Israelites were disobedient, God gave the Midianites access to be able to go and pretty much attack them and get their plunder, their crops from their fields. And they would go once a year at harvest time. And every time at harvest time when they showed up, right when they were getting ready to harvest the fields, the Midianites would come and take all their crops. How many of you know sometimes that when you are doing things against the will of God, that God will give permission to the enemy to have his way with you. To remind you that who you serve, you need to turn to even in the time of trouble. 
So as, of course, as the Bible says, and I'm going to go through this kind of quick, but as they constantly came down the mountain and went there and just took what they wanted, the Israelites got very upset and it made them turn their face to the Lord and cry out for help. These children was disobedient, but now it's time to get things right. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So, so what God did was he sent an angel. Now, first of all, first I need to, I need to just talk to you all here for a moment. Because I believe with all my heart and nothing surprises God. Nothing, nothing, nothing surprises God. And God, God, um, I should say nothing surprises people who are in tune with God. When you're in tune with God, you can recognize that he, uh, he will give you direction. He will tell you what to do. He will tell you where to go. But uh, what, what success is, is when we recognize our purpose, and become who God wants us to be. Can I get an amen? amen? There are many that can do good things, but not because they were called to do it. It was because they were anointed to do it. When God anoints somebody, it's totally different in doing something in your own will. Some people are called and some are chosen. But I know that when God calls you, he anoints you for whatever it is he wants you to do. You have to understand is that you have been tailored, made. A designer's original by the greatest designer there ever was. God has a specific role for you in mind. And it's a certain role that only you can play. It's a role that only you can do. You can't do what God has for me to do, and I can't do what God has for you to do. Matter of fact, so many of you would look at um, myself who stands up here weekly, and I want to lead with my brother, Pastor Joe, who stands up every Thursday night and speaks life to people. And I get the same opportunity to speak life to you. But let me tell you something. Some people think that it's real easy to stand up here and just speak a word. I want you to know it's not easy. I want you to know it's not just what I want to say, but it's what God wants me to say. I could never do this on my own. I could, if I stood up here and tried to fake like I knew what I was talking about half the time I came in here, you all would get up and leave. But because of the power of the Holy Ghost that's resonated down on the inside of me, it's not by might nor by power, but it's by the Spirit of God that reaches you to remind you who you are and whose you are, how you are equipped for such a time as this. That is why the enemy will bring the forces of hell against you because you were created to perform a specific, hear what I'm saying, a specific function 
in the body of Christ. Recognize that you're, 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 like I said, a design is original, crafted and designed. It's nobody else that has your DNA. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about when it comes to DNA. Yes. There's nobody else that has your hand, your fingerprints. You have been created on purpose, for purpose. And God has you in mind. So, as I said, a specific function in the body of Christ. Some of you cannot even figure out why you go through so many issues in life. Why you go through the things you go through. There's a level you get to in God and your trials and your tests and your frustrations they come to help you and teach you who you are in God. I just got to tell you some of y'all been through some hard times. I pray that you learn that what you went through was to help you. To grow. I pray that what you went through, it wasn't haphazardly that it happened. You have a testimony. You have a story. Your story is going to give God some glory. You are able to witness and tell somebody what he has done for you. How do I know? Because you would not be here tonight if it had not been for the Lord. So I'm here to tell you that you have a special assignment on your life, but the enemy, he, 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 he knows the level that God wants to take you. He, he understands. He's not upset. He's not mad. He could care less of what you're doing right now. He really don't care one nickel iota of what you've done in the past. What he wants to do is stop you from where God is ready to take you. Because the kingdom work that is at hand is designed with you in mind to accomplish the things of God. God, let me tell you something. God uses his people. Every one of us in this room have, here we go, an assignment on our life. The enemy is investing so much time in you, just trying to hold you back, trying to hinder you, trying to let you know that you, you, you ain't going to do nothing in this kingdom. You, 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 you not qualified. Matter of fact, some of us in the room think we are qualified. There's so many pastors and preachers, I ain't going to say pastors, I'm going to say preachers that have the, the wrong qualifications. Just because they can go to school and read a book and they get a diploma and they get ordained from that diploma doesn't mean that they have the power of the Holy Ghost to reach the hearts of the people. They can stand up and talk about a Bible lesson all day long and nobody gets delivered. Nobody gets healed. Nobody gets set free. I'm here to tell you we qualify in the wrong people. Why? Because most of the time they think they can do it. When you think you could do it, you're in the wrong place. When you recognize you can't do it, 
but with God you can do all things. The tables turn. I never boast in what I can do. I boast in what he can do. So at times we get to a place where we don't realize sometimes who we are. That's why I had to stop by tonight to tell you. And we weren't the only ones because the Bible starts talking about this man by the name of Gideon. The angel of the Lord came to Gideon and found him hiding in a wine press, threshing wheat. Why was he in the wine press threshing wheat? I'm glad you asked. I told you the Midianites had come and taken everything that they had cropped, every part of their harvest they took, except for what, Midian, what, what Gideon had hiding in the wine press. He was there hiding. He was shaken of what the Midianites were going to do. So he was trying to keep it down in the wine press. There in the wine press, the angel of the Lord came to him and called him a mighty man of valor. What is a mighty man of valor? A mighty man of valor is a warrior. How are you going to make Gideon out of a warrior when he down there hiding, scared, <laughs> afraid? Because God knows who we are. He knows what assignment he has for you. Gideon was down there hiding in the wine press. But at the same time, there's so many of us that have been hiding in a so-called wine press. We've been in a place being pressed. Yeah, a lot of you have been in that place in this room called prison. Hiding from the things that God has for you to do. And he will come to that place where you are and speak to you. Don't tell me while you were in prison you did not hear from God. I was in there. I know the ones that was in there with me heard from them. But I know, I know you had to hear from them. Because God will search you out right where you are to get your attention, to remind you of the things that he has for you to do. He did that with Gideon. He sent, he sent when the Israelites came crying, he went and found the one who was going to deliver the Israelites from the Midianites. And his name was Gideon. Do I got any Gideons in the house tonight? You see, Gideon was at a place where he, he still confessed to, to the angel of the Lord. He said, look, look, you've got to have the wrong one. Because I don't have nothing. The family I come don't have nothing. Matter of fact, he, he, he went to telling them that I, I, I really can't do it. I'm glad you said that. You're just the one I'm looking for. When you get to that place that you say, I can't do it, God says, you can't, but I can. God says, I take the foolish things. 
If he can use a raven, he can use a donkey, he can use you. So, 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 so the conversation goes this way. When he told him, and the Lord said, I am with thee, thy mighty man of valor. The Lord looked upon him and said, go in this might thou shall see Israel, saves Israel from the hand of the Midianites. And then he says, now, haven't I sent you? He's asking a question. Have not I sent you? Didn't, didn't I? I'm sending you. Why are you confessing that you can't do it? It's not that you can't, but I'm with you. And he said unto him, if now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that you talking to me. See, the Lord, the Lord knows how to get your attention. But isn't it something how we always need to see a sign? Lord, Lord, show, just look. Make a purple Cadillac roll up in this room right now, and I'll believe you for what you say. Look, you better watch out, because there'll be a little tiny purple Cadillac rolling down this highway, and God say, see? See? It's what you asked for. You didn't ask what size, because we don't know what to ask for. But when we ask for signs from God, there is nothing too hard for him. So he'll give you a sign. He'll, he'll give you a sign. He, he gave him a sign. Lord said unto him, Gideon. The angel of the Lord, he actually departed from him after he got the sign. And it was a whole story about how he told him to get the bulls and the sacrifice and put it on the altar. And he says, I want, I want you to burn it up with fire. And Gideon's expecting fire to come down from heavens and burn up the loaf and the, the bull. And the Bible says the rocks produced the fire and burnt it to a crisp. See, one thing you got to understand with God, don't play with God. Stop thinking that he can't show himself strong in your life. After Gideon saw what took place, the Bible says the angel of the Lord departed and Gideon believed that he was speaking to the Lord. It goes on to say, and Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. And unto this day, it is yet there. One thing about Gideon, God proved himself to him. And I'm going to move forward just for time's sake. He proved himself to him. Gideon is now being encouraged just a little bit more. But he's still at the place where he don't believe. Recognize who you are, please. 
Believe God in who he says you are. Trust him because he created you. He made you. There was no flaws when he did it. He designed you just how he wanted you to be and equipped you with what he wanted to equip you with. But Gideon, he went to God and said, Lord, if you're going to save Israel with my hand, let me just do this one thing. I'm going to put a fleece of wool down on the floor. And if the dew be on the fleece only and the floor be dry, I know that now that you're going to have me to save Israel. So the Lord says it again. Get up in the morning, what does he see? The fleece was so full of water. The Bible says he took it and squeezed it and filled up a cup. God's going to give you some overflow. As he squeezed it in the cup and, and Gideon was like, oh my gosh. Now, God, don't, don't, don't be mad at me. Don't, don't be angry against me. But once more, let me, please just prove this to me. How many times are we going to ask God to get us out of this one? And we're not going to go back to it. How many times are we going to say, God, just show me a sign? There's a scripture over in, 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 in the New Testament that talks about we, we, we always trying to chase a sign. I'm going to have to preach on signs one day because... <sighs> So he says, Lord, this time I'm going to put some fleece down on this ground. And if you could just make the floor wet and the fleece be dry, then I have no other choice than to believe you. Gideon turns his head. What happens? The floor was so, it says that he was, the, the theologians talked about it as he was slushing in the mud and the water. It was so deep. And the fleece was completely dry. Only God can do it that way. So now Gideon is excited. He says, okay, we can do this thing. I got 32,000 men. And we go on to fight. All right, God, I got you. I'm going to do this. And God says, wait a minute. That's too many. I want to use you, but I don't need all that fluff around you. Sometimes we think we got to rely on everybody else. We'll turn to everybody else. We'll call up everybody else. We'll tweet everybody else. We'll text everybody else. We want everybody in it with us when God says, I'm going to do it through you. So he says, look, this is what I want you to do, Gideon. I want you to go to those. Ask all them 32, 400 folks that you're going to fight with. And ask them, are they scared? Let me tell you something. Folks that always talk about, I'm with you, I'm with you. <laughs> They're not really with you when the going gets tough. 
Because the tough that call themselves tough get to going. The Bible says he, 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 he asked the question, are y'all with me? How many of y'all are scared? 2,200 of them said, I'm fearful. He said, get up out of here. I can't go to fight with somebody that's scared. I need people to have faith and trust. So the Bible says that 22 fell off. So that tells me that there's still too many because God said, now, 22 fell off. There was 3,200. 22 fell off. That gives us, glad you could count. So the Lord says to Gideon, it's still too many. But I'm not going to make you do anything. You don't have to ask no questions. Let's go down to the brook, and I will show you who it is that's going to fight with you. I'm going to show you who you're going to use to go with you into this battle. And he goes down to the brook, and what does he do? He tells them to get down and get a drink of water. And as they go down, they needed some water. And they got down there and went to lapping that water up. <laughs> Seemed to be real good. They ain't come up for no air. They say, okay, the rest of you, y'all go over to the side. The rest of y'all come. And they came with their hands. That's who I want. I want people that's going to go into this thing watching. I want people that's going to go into this thing that see what's coming at them. I don't want people that got their, their, their focus on them and what, what, what they're going to do to get their energy. I'm looking at for somebody that's going to fight with me and keep their eyes on the things around them. So, so what happened was there was 300 left. 2,200 down to 300. Now God said we can work. He says, I'm going to give you a horn. I'm going to give you a pitcher. And I'm going to give you some fire. I want you to put the candle of the fire in the pitcher. And I want you to take that horn. I want you to split up them 300 in three different areas around the mountain of the Midianites. I want you to get there and I want you to shout. I want you to blow the trumpets. I want you to hold that light up and I want you to break that picture and watch what happens. As they did that, it shook the atmosphere in such a way that the Midianites got up and ran from the camp. Here it is, Gideon had the victory, didn't understand how, but because God assigned him for this task, because God equipped him with what he needed, because God got rid of all the folks that said they witch you, 
You've got to learn who's, who's with you. When God got rid of all the suckers, y'all see, y'all think I'm just calling somebody a sucker. Have y'all ever seen the tree that has these things that suck the life out of them? And in order for that tree to live, you got to cut the suckers. Cut the suckers out of your life. Cut the folks out of your life that don't mean you no good. Cut the folks out of your life that don't have your back. Cut the folks out of your life that say they with you, but they really not. Cut those folks out of your life. And watch what God will do. He'll raise you up to be a leader, to be a warrior, to be a director. See, so many of us in this room, we don't understand what it is that God has for us because we hiding out in the press. Stand to your feet. I'm, I'm, I'm about done right now. Stand to your feet. We hide out in the press. Can I tell you something? There are so many mighty men and women of God in this room. We have leaders, teachers, doctors, preachers, designers. We have some of everything in this room. If I was to go around and take a poll in this room and ask you, what is it that God had you to do? I guarantee you, the majority of us will say, well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I don't really know. You know why? Because we're hiding in the press. God's trying to speak to you and tell you, I have a job for you. And if you think it is something that you can do, that's not it. That's not it. I've been doing this for over 29 years. I can't do it. But God. I can never get comfortable in doing it. If y'all just knew... Y'all think it's easy. I said that before. Y'all think it's easy. But if you just knew how hard it really is, but God. I want you to start visualizing. And first of all, have more time with God. You will never get direction without Communication. Stop saying, well, I go to church. I got religion. That ain't getting you nowhere. You can come to church on Saturday, Sunday, just because you in church. Don't make you qualify. I always say, if I stand in my garage, it don't make me a car. So, there has to be a relationship. When you have a relationship, you get direction. I have to hear from him every week. 
Sometimes I hear, I'm thinking I'm hearing something all week long. And usually I find out that was just for me for that time. And come Saturday, he flips the script and gives me something else for you, for me first. I've learned that I, every time I preach, there's something in it for me. Every time. Every single time. Why? Because he speaks to me. And a lot of you say, he's crazy. How, how does he speak to you? How do you hear him? This is where I'm going to tell you, get into a relationship and you will hear him. Guarantee. So don't think because you're going through trials and you're going through so much turmoil in your life right now that God is not trying to use your test for a testimony. The thing that you're going through is just to empower you. Hear what I'm saying? Because we serve a God that will meet you right where you are. You can't hide and you can't run. And you might be in a press right now, but he wants to speak to you. Right now, I want to just pray if there's someone in the room that hasn't accepted Jesus. I know you're probably saying, well, this wasn't one of those messages. That, no, without him, you're nothing. You will never hear from him if you don't accept him. Because you won't be able to recognize his voice. He'll be speaking to you, but you won't recognize his voice. And that's why you continue to do what you always did and you always have what you always had. So, tonight if there's one in the room that just wants to give their life to Christ you have not accepted him and you're ready tonight if you're here I want you to just raise your hand wherever you are everybody saved it's time to go to work if everybody in the house is saved it's time to go to work because you saved for a purpose and not of your own. So with that being said, tonight I want you to seek the Lord to find one soul during this week that you can minister to. And you don't have to preach. You just got to allow your light to shine. You say, everybody say, right? Everybody? Everybody save. So that means that you have a light that the world can't comprehend. So allow your light to shine. And next week, I expect you to bring somebody up in this place with you. Now, don't tell them to come and you don't come. Because it's not me right now looking and booking, but the Lord is. He's reading your mail. 
right now. That's what I'm talking about. So there might be one in the room that needs prayer for whatever reason. Then we're going to take communion. We will never leave here without that altar call, but I'd never leave without giving somebody an opportunity to come for prayer. I thank all of our friends that are watching, YouTube, Spotify, Department of Corrections, Maricopa County. If you're there and you want to be saved, you just need to call on the Lord. The Bible says, if you call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. God bless you in the mighty name of Jesus, covered by the blood. He's right where you are, omnipresent. As he's here with us tonight, he's there with you wherever you are. God bless you. Now, if there's somebody in this room that there's a special thing burning down on the inside of you, knowing God is telling you, you a mighty man. You a mighty woman of valor. And I need to use you. If that's you tonight, I want to touch and agree and pray with you. And then we're going to take communion. Walk this way and I'm going to pray. Our God is it an, a strategic, he has a strategic plan for each and every one of you that just took that step of faith. Recognizing who you are, recognizing whose you are. God has you in mind for a special assignment that only you can accomplish for him. Some of us you know, we, we, we say that and then we, even as a preacher, we think, well, everybody's supposed to be preaching. Well, I could tell you, yeah, it's true. But let me tell you how it's, when I say preaching, your life should be a message. People should recognize the difference in you and say, what is it that's so different? Something about you. I like what I like. I like something about you. I don't know what it is, but there's something about you I like. And that's that Christ that's down on the inside of you. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, you see every man and woman, boy and girl, that has walked up to this pulpit. God, we recognize, Lord, the call that's on their life because you have planned to use them in such a powerful way. To be an example for you, even though their past has been ugly or their past has been bright. You're looking for what you're going to do with them in the future. Old things have passed away because they're all in you. Now all things have become new. And as they walk into the newness, as they begin to do what you're calling them to do, to be that light on the hill, God, we just ask you to just empower them, strengthen them to come closer to you, to be able to hear from you the voice that only you can speak. That they recognize there's no other voice that can lead them into what you are having them to do. 
Father, we look for the testimonies to come real soon. Matter of fact, we're just going to have a testimony service here real soon to testify about your goodness and the things that you've done through your people. So we thank you, we praise you, we exalt you, and we give you all the glory. Now, Lord, as we prepare to sup together and take communion throughout this whole room, as you say in your word that as often as we do this, do it in remembrance of you, we're going to ask you, Lord, that you will touch the hearts of these. That if it's anything that is not like you, in their lives that you'll just snatch it out right now if there's any forgiveness that any of them need to do let them confess that to you right now they don't have to shout it out they can just speak to you Lord because you know their hearts strengthen them oh Lord and forever we'll thank you and give you all the praise the glory and the honor in the mighty name of Jesus we pray all these things and let everyone say amen and amen. Please go back to your seats and we are going to do communion. Don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. It's just going to take one minute. Get your cups out. Get your bread out. God bless you, Mother. I, 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 I felt the presence of the Lord on you. And I recognized that you said, I got to be up in the front. I got to be in the fire. And, and, and that's, that's a good thing. And I thank God for you. There's a special blessing and a special anointing in all that you have gone through. Your prayers have not gone in vain. I believe you done prayed for this rascal for many years and I know him for many years and your prayers have been answered I take it back he's no longer a rascal he's been rescued and the Lord has a special anointing on his life On the night in which he was betrayed, the Lord took the bread and he told his disciples, this is my body. As often as you do it, eat this and do it in remembrance of me. And he prayed, Lord, I thank you again for what you have done on that cross. So we're broken. And because of that, we have been set free. You may now eat. And in the same manner, he also took the cup. Sucked, saying, 
this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do it as often as you drink it. Do it in remembrance of me. I thank you, Lord, for this. Your blood, which came streaming down as they passed you in the side and put the crown of thorns on your head. This blood covered a multitude of my sins. And I thank you. In Jesus' name, you may drink. thank you on tonight for what all that's here. We're not going to close with a benediction. On that night, they didn't do anything. And they didn't really know what was getting ready to happen, but we know that he went to the cross and he died. They put him in a borrowed tomb and he rose with all power. That same resurrection power is the same power that's down on the inside of us to keep us, to strengthen us, to guide us, and to be able to walk in victory. Leave here tonight rejoicing. Love somebody, hug somebody, and tell somebody about Jesus. See you on next week. Don't forget to sign up for the baptism service.